Welcome to episode 10 of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. So, Jazz, another new episode. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> what an episode this one was. Oh my gosh, I know. It was a, a pretty intense, exciting time watching that on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, this time we weren't able to watch it together. So I no. was watching it as you were, I'm sure, alone being like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Yeah. It's so exciting, though. It was, yeah. So in case you couldn't guess from our little ramblings there, we're talking about episode three today of Doctor Who Flux series 13, mm. um, Once, Comma, Upon Time. Yeah. So, I mean, we've just given a little indication here, but um, Jazz, what were your overall thoughts of the episode? I loved it. I really, really loved it. It's it's just my type of episode. I love an episode that's just very, like, so different. Like, it really threw you in different places and kind of left you to kind of have to figure things out and theorise, and then it kind of revealed more throughout the episode, and I just, I loved it. Yeah. I feel like, in a sense, this whole series is a bit like that. Like, yeah. it's, as I was watching this episode, I was struck by, well, firstly, I should say, I really love this episode as well, like, big fan. But I was struck by how different this is to, I was thinking back to, you know, your typical contained 45 minute weekly yeah. romp of a story you know this is yeah, not that true. at all like it's so different and I think I thought it was almost kind of like a listen-esque story where you're kind of mm. jumping around different it was you know streams and time that's a good point um and I think this episode answered some questions that we would mm-hmm. had but then raised did, yeah. so many more yeah and it was the midway point as well so yeah, where do you feel in terms of like, do you feel like we're at the midway point? Do you feel like we're halfway through this epic or I don't know. Ooh. I kind of feel I like don't we're know, still really. near the beginning and well, we're not, we are fully in it now. Yeah, we're very much in it, but I don't know. Like I can, I can see how it could be in the sen- the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. Like I can see how they could, they have enough time to resolve everything that needs to be resolved yeah but I'm enjoying it so much yeah me too I don't want it to end <laughs> no me neither I'm gonna be so sad when there's no every week particularly yeah. this kind where there's so much theorizing in the in-between time it's just exactly. like such a joy it's so much fun yeah so I guess we should dive into the episode. Yeah, let's dive straight in. Yeah, I think this one, we should say we're recording with a little bit of distance. Not usually, it's Tuesday night, but we've had a couple yeah. of days to mull over our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also watched this one twice, which I felt personally was needed because it was <laughs> a bit confusing for me the first time. I've only watched it once, but you can guide me if I get confused. Yeah, so we're actually going to try and do this one kind of story by story I think Mm -hmm. it jumps around a lot as the last one did actually as the first one did too to an extent yeah um but I think now that we've got a handle on how this series is going um I think it's going to make sense to do that yeah because there's quite distinct storylines kind of 
separate from each other that are going on. Yeah, so should we just run down what these storylines are? Yeah, so we kind of follow each of the characters having been thrown into the times gone haywire. Yeah. <laughs> don't know if that's a very good Well, they call it a time storm. A time storm. The whole storm. thing is a time storm, and then each of the companions are being... Um, thrown back or forwards in their Through own their time, time stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the technical terminology. The time stream, um, which is like Clara, perhaps. Yeah, girl. Yeah, um, Jazz. I thought of you as I was making my notes and writing lots of like. This reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I like yes. to do that. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um. So yeah, I thought of Clara, but yeah. So you're right. Each of the companions. So Yaz has her story. Mm-hmm. Dan. Vinda, who I suppose kind of is a companion. I would say he kind of is, yeah. We also have the Doctor. The Doctor. Which all of them are there too. It's the Doctor's story as such. Like, she's the one that's thrown back into that point. But that's sort of the focal one because you've got Dan, Vinda and Yaz are all there as well. Yeah. And then we have, completely separately introduced to this character is her name Belle we have Belle and in my notes I I didn't give her a little code um as we started because I thought I didn't well so I've given each of these storylines like an A B C D right um I didn't give Belle one because I didn't realize she was going to be a main character and then yeah as she was appearing I gave her a little love heart because she is the oh, she's the love story going through her mission is love. I actually watched have you seen um I think they released it today on the Doctor Who YouTube channel it was like behind the scenes and it was no, about like Vinda and Belle and oh, this episode. Cool. It was Chris Chibnall and he was saying he wanted like through all the chaos and all the like sci-fi craziness going on. He wanted to have like just a simple thread of like a love mm. story going through it. I like that. So yeah, so that's what we have. And aside from the four main character stories plus Belle, we also have these moments um, in between where the Doctor's like in the kind of yeah vortex-y. the kind of overarching link between the whole thing yeah which is the Doctor kind of in this moment trying to well she's with the Maury trying to reason with the yeah. Maury and like figure out what's happening and decide her plan and then of course as well bookending the whole episode we have um, present day Temple of Atropos yes exactly so I don't even know where to start well i guess we need to set the scene yeah so at the obviously we left off at the end of the last episode mm-hmm. swarm was about to click his fingers and yeah. basically kill yaz and vinder by unleashing the whole of time through them right yeah but what happens instead jazz very cool actually almost sherlock-esque i thought kind of running through the doctor's head everything and kind of slow-mo and scanning around you know that kind of yeah that's that interesting you thought of sherlock do you know what i thought of heaven sent heaven sent <laughs> indeed yeah. which yeah. heaven sent i linked to sherlock yeah that's in true that, that bit um but yeah very much heaven sent the doctor kind of slowing down time and kind of discussing showing kind of the end of the previous episode from her kind of slowed down point of view her trying to figure out how to weigh up the outcome, possible outcomes and how she can save the day. And in that moment, she decides to take a leap of faith. A literal leap of faith. <laughs> and she jumps and takes the place of 
one of the Maury. And makes Dan do the same. And right? grabs Dan, yeah. <laughs> so then, of course, with Dan, the Doctor, Yaz and Vinder being in the place of the missing Maury, yeah. they're sort of activated, I suppose? Yeah. So this is where, essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, this is what's happened. This has caused a time storm, right? Mm-hmm. They're all in this crazy time thing and the doctor tries to well her end goal i don't know how she, i don't know how we start off i've forgotten honestly but what she's trying to do by the end is to get the maury in place instead of these guys to basically fix things yeah um, and while she's trying to do that until that point she's hiding the other companions within their own time streams yeah I don't know how much control she has over this whole situation. I'm not sure. It seems sort of like she doesn't because she doesn't seem to know where she's going. And then, but she is also trying to like stabilize the situation. Yeah. I don't know what it was that chose these specific moments for them to go back to. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. So that's what we have. So, I mean, what do you think of the concept of the time storm of you know, being hidden in their time streams, everything that went along with that. I really loved that. I think it was really cool to see these kind of alternative versions of their time stream and just how everything was slightly shifted. And I feel like it was really a really good um, lens to kind of explore the characters of like Vinda, for example. I feel like we learned an awful lot about Vinda yeah. from looking through his kind of time stream, but in such a kind of unique way. I think it was really cool. Um, especially to have like the different the diff- other companions playing like the roles in their time streams like in their yeah. history yeah really kind of like trippy and weird like um, I don't know really cool I thought yeah and very well executed as well particularly yeah. in those moments where they're you know flickering instantly between them I'm thinking of um, you know the fugitive doctor and the doctor particularly yeah. when they're like you know it's her saying it then it's Joe Martin, then yeah, it's Jodie, and then it's like boom, boom, boom. Are we are we gonna go through like each of the? Should we pick one to go? Yeah, yeah. I think we can do that. I was just talking about the concept as a whole. Oh yeah. Um, I really liked that. And then yeah, of course, we are flung back in time. I guess should we go through our main story, which is the Doctor's one first? Yeah. Because I think it's probably the Let's most to the say about that. Or I yeah. don't know. Or should we? Do all the others so then we come together with that last one. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should come to the doctor last, I okay. think. Because then it leads on to like the end of it all. You know? Yeah, okay, let's do that. So who okay. who do you want to start with? Who was first? Was it Dan? Yeah, let's start with Dan. Although I mean technically Belle was first. She was before the credits. Yeah. But Belle's a kind of separate entity. Let's do Dan, Yaz, Vinder, Belle than yep. the doctor okay perfect i love that so dan dan what did you think of dan's storyline i thought it was really cool i was i was thinking it had very much um for me the energy of um donna in the yes <laughs> yeah i wrote that, <laughs> too. that too um the silence of the library forest of the dead when well, forest of the dead when donna's in this parallel world and it's like weirdly time is passing strangely yeah. like she jumps from one place to another and he's like wait we said we were going to go feed the ducks and now we're 
doing this like you know exactly um, and it was I wrote down I literally wrote and then you forgot energy yeah. that was my note um honestly yeah. and then you forgot because it was him being like how do we get here like what's kind of and then being like okay oh it's normal okay carry on like carry yeah. on as if it's normal and then weird things happening again and it's like it's all very much like just kind of weirdly distorted but like he's realizes he's been here before and it's like it's very clever yeah it really like yeah completely I had that exact same thought as you and honestly this whole episode like it gave me very Stephen Moffat vibes yeah obviously he wrote that episode and the Weeping Angels and everything I kept thinking and I was like wait no this wasn't him yeah it did it felt very much like something Moffat would would, would do but yeah I guess we should say where Dan was. So he starts in present day Liverpool, back to his life, back where we started his story as, you know, our human point of contact, like entryway into this Flux storyline. And he's with Di. Yeah. Which obviously we haven't seen her since the first episode. So that's... Yeah. So it was nice to kind of establish their relationship a bit more. and A little bit of back and forth between them. Yeah. And yeah, they, they dart through some different locations in this this weird way that you're saying did you know and they, they filmed at that cathedral <laughs> that's what i was just gonna say did you know the catholic cathedral of liverpool which looks like a spaceship like a spaceship yeah so it's very cool <laughs> so it kind of made sense i was like i don't even know if they've done any effects on this or if it's just the cathedral yeah just how it normally is um yeah but yeah and we also see here um these i mean we see them throughout but these like blue particle thing yeah which we learn more about later uh-huh. um, but they're basically like reaping destruction um, exactly an outcome of the flux we also have a glimpse of passenger we do at the um at that cathedral site in a yeah. very ominous fashion which i suppose is a kind of the future leaking into it a bit because yes. also it, it wasn't so linear because it was that Di was also like where were you Dan and stuff like that which is referring to what happens kind of yeah you're right she asks that there woman they're at the cathedral right yeah which obviously so it's all kind of time is very much messed up it's tricky for us with Dan because we don't know him that well so we can't place these events no in his story particularly like we assume these are all things in the past but maybe yeah. they're not maybe not we don't we don't know we also have another weird scene with dan yeah with the victorian man yes <laughs> in some kind that of cave tunnel situation this victorian man is such a like <laughs> enigma he just appears and says some like weird mysterious thing and disappears within like 30 seconds every time <laughs> and it's so like strange yeah it's it's such a weird part of the story that I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, I can't even odd. decide which, if he was more bizarre and enigmatic the first time, the second time, or this time. It's literally been three bizarre occurrences. Um, yeah. And I don't even know the point of what he was saying this time. I've sort of forgotten. I, Dan was like, are we, are we in Liverpool? And he was like, no, very, very far or something. So, like, where is that? Like, what? I don't know. Why is he, like, at the centre of this? I don't understand. Because why was he randomly in the Temple of Atropos before? <laughs> like, what is... I don't know. What is going on with I this mean... guy? Maybe he, he, Clara, like, walked into the time stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the impossible man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of want them to do that. 
Um, <laughs> It'd be funny. I'm, I mean, I still kind of believe in our initial theory, which was that he's he was sort of the human pawn of some kind of yeah big bad thing that was like he was doing the bidding i thought that i originally thought Santarans though and that was disproved yeah so i don't i don't have a clue we'll have to see won't we yeah but um did anything else happen with dan i'm trying um to i'm looking through my notes not really that's all we get of dan until yeah. the end so until the end so we'll come to that in the whole yeah yeah so who next so next we have Yaz, Yaz, who had a really great scene. So Yaz, we see her in a couple of different places. First, she's in yeah. the police car, so in her old yeah. job. And I love the doctor's little Satsuma chat. Like, yeah, she's just... it was so cool. Because <laughs> at that point, we hadn't really established the whole, we're all playing different characters here yet. So it was just like, what, why is the doctor there? Like, what is going on? And then we were like, oh. Yeah. Like, it was so kind of out of nowhere. No, yeah, because you're right. That was the first time we'd seen her like embody somebody else yeah which was cool it's really cool and we start to see that for some reason Yaz is kind of being a bit targeted by the weeping angels yes so she's in this car and she's getting all like it's in all the mirrors and it's it's um a bit spooky -ooky. you're right it is spooky and I think it gets even more so the next time we come back to Yaz yeah which is when her and her sister who also that's the doctor at points. Yeah. Of playing video games. I love how, like, domestic... It, it, it all felt so, like... Yaz's bits just felt very much, like, down to earth again. Like, back as in... Kind of feel like we're in, like... It felt like Series, series 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, kind of twisting it. Yeah. Like, seeing Yaz's sister and... I don't know. It was just all very... I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, no. I did, too. It kind of made me nostalgic for the tea at Yaz. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. And then, obviously, the Weeping Angels being in the video game. Yeah. Like, on the TV. I like the fact that she could, like, quit the game, you know, and, like... Yeah. Get rid of them. Cause, well, we know that the image of an angel becomes itself an angel. <laughs> of course we We've do. We've had this established. And, of course, yes, this whole scene really reminded me of the time of angels you know because mm -hmm. amy's had that whole bit with the screen with the angel on and exactly yeah it is cool i really liked that yeah it was cool and then also we had with yaz in her house she was well it wasn't her house um did you catch that she was like no details are wrong like this isn't my this isn't i i don't know where we are i don't live here and so I thought either that's, you know, something from her future, but I don't yeah, think it is. Yeah, because the doctor said, it's, I think around there she said something about, like, hiding you in your own memories, past, present, and future. She did say that, but then she also said that something was wrong with Yaz's time stream and it was being corrupted by the angels. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she said that, but I guess we're inferring that, and then later on. So I don't know if Yaz is in the future or it's something that's not actually real at all because and the angels why, are... why is Yaz the one being... Yeah. Tormented by the angels. Like, why not Dan or Vinda? Like, what is it about Yaz? I'm wondering if they're just, you know... Time energy that she's picked up from well, travelling with the Doctor. Maybe. I was going to say, I wonder if they're just trying to, um, you know, target each of them. Like, I guess Dan is kind of being targeted by the fact that they've, like, taken Die prisoner. 
Oh, but not by the weeping. What? No, no. I'm just meaning. Oh, like well, they've all they've all been targeted in some. I guess either you could way. see it as like a plot wise thing, like this is something yeah. for Dan, this is something for Yaz, or I mean, who knows? If it turns out, I don't think it will be, but potentially. Swarm and Azure have something to do with the Weeping Angels. Yeah. So, you know, they're targeting Dan this way, they're targeting Yaz this way, but I think the Weeping Angels are separate from Swarm and Azure. I think so, probably. So maybe not. I don't know why it's Yaz. Maybe you're right. She's obviously, you know, got a lot of that. She probably, if the Doctor was wearing his 3D glasses. Yeah. (laughs) Well, though, I guess that's Void Well, no, because that's Parallel Worlds. Yeah. But (laughs) But that kind of thing, you know. Isn't there something else at some point where they've got, like, some special thing from... Yeah, I'm sure there is. Travelling in the TARDIS. Know. I can't remember what it is, but there's something. Mm. Anyway, so that's that's Yaz's story. Um, yeah. And that sort of finishes again until the the very end, so we can leave that. Yeah. So then Vinda. Yeah, I really liked Vinda. Yeah, this was... We got answers to Vinda. Yeah. To the, all the questions exactly. we had in the opening about why he was there what he'd done, this sort yep. of shame or what, like, disgrace thing that we yeah. had from before. Were you satisfied with what? I was. I thought it was a very compelling story to follow. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. So do you want to talk us through what happened? Yeah. So, I mean, the first scene is him being offered a job. Yes, he's basically passed his training. He's obviously a very yeah. skilled... He did some brave thing didn't he some they, like, sim- yeah some simula- blitz simulation i think i don't know um and yeah basically they're like yes you've got the job mm. um well i say they it's yaz that is it's yaz which, which i thought was really cool. interesting obviously it makes sense that the doctor is inhabiting other characters because yeah. she's sort of a time lord and obviously she's trying to control the situation but why is yaz appearing in Vinda's stories. Is it just because they were connected at that instant of the time storm? Perhaps. I think, I think, yeah. I guess it has to be. Um, yeah. Interesting that it's Yaz, though. I know. Like, obviously, they're all in the Doctor's one. Vinda and Dan and Yaz. But in Dan's one, there's not anybody else. No. And in Yaz's one, there's only the Doctor. No. But then in the Doctor's one, we have all of them. Yeah. And the Doctor so. doesn't come into Vinda's one. Interesting. And the Doctor think. does come into Vinda's one. She's floating. And she's like, Dan. Oh, yeah. She's no, floating. Vinda. But she's not, like, embodying anybody. Yeah. Because she floats in Dan's one as well. Yeah. She does. Just trying to, like, explain the situation, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. So, Yaz, as this, I don't know, careers person, <laughs> is yeah. offering... Uh, Vinda the job as essentially the right hand man of the Grand Serpent. The Grand Serpent. Now, do we think these people are time? Lo- They're not time lords, because no, are they something to do with time lords, or are they nothing? To do I with don't them? know. I really, really don't know. It all kind of looks very grand, like Time Lord X. It does, doesn't but it? But I don't know. They didn't give any indication that they were linked. No. So I don't know, but a bit of a, a shady figure, this Although Vinda does know um, a TARDIS. Yes, that was interesting to me. So they have knowledge of the Time Lords, but... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that was that's the first scene we see with um, Vinda. Yeah. And then when we come back to him, 
he's basically just taken up his new post and he's got two tasks, which is mm. to protect the Grand Serpent and mm-hmm. to keep the records, which, you yeah. know, proved to be very important. And, oh, why, what do you think was going on with that moment where the Grand Serpent is, like, explaining what's about to happen? And he's like, yes, like, our client, so, you know, I don't know what they were called, but I'm referring to them as, like, the clients. You know, those two women that, like, came. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, they want um, shelter in return for food safety forever. And then Vinda says something like, it's a win-win. Like, everybody wins. That and then it's so like, strange. ooh, he shouldn't have said that. And, like, the reaction is so intense. I'm like, why? I know. I, I wrote that down. I was like, why is, what is wrong with his reaction? I don't understand. Yeah. I thought it was really strange. And it is, it's so weird. It, I don't know. And then we've also got Yaz in the background as like a gold statue type yeah. woman, which is, yeah. I don't know what's, who's, who she is there. Um, no. The because we don't see that. who that person actually was, whereas we do for the yeah. job guy. No, I don't know. So yeah. And then, of course, we then come back to Vinder when we're in this meeting. Yeah. Um, and essentially, the Grand Serpent is conducting a, like a, a dirty deal with these women. Yeah. Um, orders Vinda to stop the recording so that he can basically order an assassination attempt on the family of his opponents. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on how this all goes down? I thought this was really interesting. Because you could you could tell like we know we know Vinda's like disgraced, so you knew that that was where where this was leading. Yeah, you could kind of tell, but it was like oh, it's such a moral dilemma for Vinda. But it's not really a dilemma because he's such a no. good person. Yeah, it's quite clear what he has to do, but the repercussions are really um, dire. Yeah. And he's basically trying to, yeah, he's being a whistleblower. He's reporting yeah. the situation because he says something and I wrote it down like, he's like, I swore an oath to protect our constitution. And I'm like, oh, what constitution? Again, it's yeah. just questions of like, where are they? What planet is this? Yeah. And then of course, you know, and he does it in full knowledge that it's going to come back to bite him because, yeah, you know, the person who he's reporting it to is like, this is a stupid thing to do. Like, yeah, this is going directly to the grand Serpent. You can take this away now, and we won't file a report. So he's yeah. been given a kind of exit strategy, but he's like, no, morally good guy. You feel so bad for Vinder, and he keeps saying, like, you know, don't, don't make me relive this part. I know. I thought that was very touching. Poor guy. And then he gets he gets sent to Outpost Rose. Yeah. And I really liked that. It brought it back to when we first see him. Yeah. And, and we see he leaves this message for some loved one, which is really, it all ties together very nicely at the end. Yeah. So so I assumed at that point, I assume it's like a family thing. At least I don't know why. I was like, he's talking to his family. Oh, no, I thought it was Belle. You thought it was, you thought it was Belle at that point? Um. When did that, I, see, that didn't click to me. I don't know if I'm just stupid. No, maybe I didn't because my notes are from my second watch through. So I wrote it here, but that was maybe. So did you, could, did you, did you realise it was Belle before it was revealed or not? I think so. 
I didn't. Yeah, because she kept going on about love. <laughs> got to yeah, but I didn't it. click that was Vinda. I I had a theory that she was like some companion of the doctor. Oh, I did think that first of all. Yeah, at the very beginning. I thought beginning. she was looking for the doctor. Should we should, should we talk about Belle then? Because we've kind of come to the end of Vinda. Yeah, yeah, sure. So this is interesting. I mean, we're talking about her. Yeah, this was so different. It's how the episode starts. We get yeah. a title saying Belle's story. Yeah. Um, what did you think of her as a character? I liked her. She's very um, feisty. Yeah, I love the whole lone survivor on the run type thing. Yeah. We've discussed this before. We like it when they're on the run. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, you know, I'm thinking um, Sound of the Drums, or do I mean, no. Yeah. Last of the Time Lords. Spy <laughs> Yeah. Um, kind of turn left almost. Mm hmm. It's true. It was cool. It was it, it was very much like a whistle top tour of like, oh my god, there's Daleks and there's Cybermen. Yeah, that was a huge. I mean, we knew there was going to be Cybermen. Yeah, and I seen some interesting comments on this. Um, I thought the first time I saw the Dalek, I was like, what? But then obviously they turn up to have nothing to do with the story. It was just a little cameo. Yeah, same. The Cybermen. I kind of feel like I I somebody I watched a video of I can't remember who said this and I think kind of it would have been nice if they also hadn't been in the trailer so it was a similar reaction to the dialogue. Yeah I kind of agree and also I think the trailer made it out to seem like they were going to be probably a yeah. bigger part of the episode than they were. Yeah and I think it would have been better if they had just left it because the Dalek thing was quite fun for the moment that yeah, they Yeah yeah I agree. Um, but yeah it's kind of in this like dystopian apocalyptic post-flux world and also she says something about being the, the survivors of the flux an episode... Five is called The Survivors of the Flux, yeah, isn't it? it is. So maybe back to yeah. that kind of thing then. But um, yeah. And I in the video that I watched just earlier today, it's interesting. I think Chris Chibnall said something like, Belle basically experiences or lives a whole like eight episode series arc in the space of like eight minutes. Like everything, you know, yeah. like you say, it's a whistle-stop tour. And she's like, you get glimpses of Daleks and Cybermen, and she talks about the Sontarans, and she's she talks about the spaceship. Lupari. Yeah, the Lupari, and she's like, you know, traveling through all these different lands. And yeah. I guess, you know, she's obviously very tough because she defeats the Cybermen, and she gets the Cyberman to like, I don't know how she like interrogates him, and he just tells her everything she wants to know. Like, yeah, I'm not sure about that, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. But yeah. And she's got her little emoji thing, which reminded me of Smile. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, of course, her her mission in all of this is, is love. So I really, I wrote down, like, my theory was that she was like one of the companions of like the fugitive doctor or something. Oh, I love that. But obviously that's not true. But I thought it was going to be revealed... Um, that, like, one of the people that was with the fugitive doctor in, like, the doctor's bit, he was going to, like, show her or something at the end. That would have been really cool. I like that. I mean, she could still be. They're not mutually exclusive things. We don't really know, yeah, what much about her, but I did think that was cool. She also, unrelated to the love story part of mm-hmm. it, um, 
it kind of alludes to this. I mean, we've talked about it a bit, but she alludes to the fact that there's like a Cyberman sector and the Sontaran yeah. sector and the Dalek sector, and they're going to end up all basically battling each other to the death. And I'm like, are we going to witness that? Or is that I just something know. that's happening in the background? I'm not entirely sure. But it was interesting. She's clearly very, like, experienced with all this. Because also, like, you notice her reaction when she realised, like, Cybermen were on board her ship. She was, like, laughing. Yeah. Like, she was... Like, she's clearly had a lot of experience with monsters. Yeah, for sure. So I wonder what her, like, job... Like, yeah, was she, was like, one she... of Vinda's... Yeah, maybe they were working together in similar... Similar lines of work. Um... And then, of course, I kind of felt like it was a little bit overkill that she was like, uh, and you're as yet unborn child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was really necessary. But but it might make for some good stakes if Finder ends up, like, sacrificing himself or something for the... Oh, that's true. Because I, I think that might be what happens. I think BCW, my predictions for the end of the series, um, Yaz is dying or... Vinda is dying. Dan's Ooh. fine. <laughs> Dan's fine. <laughs> I don't think Dan's dying. Oh yeah, well, maybe. Have to do some, I bet it's going to be the opposite predi- now, and Dan's going to be the one who dies. But someone's dying. Yeah. Let's do some predictions at the end because we're halfway yeah, through. Sure. So halfway through predictions. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I guess we could say as well. Like, I think they're they're making a big deal of this Bell Vinda story because that's how they end the the episode yeah but i i love that like honestly i don't know maybe it's just satisfying for my less clever brain that couldn't piece it together but when they were kind of revealed that she was watching his video like and it was kind of revealed the that they were linked i i loved that it kind of blew my mind because i didn't click earlier on because i'm a bit stupid i i I don't i don't know if i clicked or not honestly jess i can't remember now um but it very much i excited excited me I really yeah. liked it. Because it was the link. Because I was like following this girl the whole time thinking like, why is she, mm. what's her role in this? And I was like, ah, that's her role in this. But yeah. I was just going to say kind of, I guess we're kind of skipping here, but I was thinking to the end of the episode with Vinda, Vinda looking for Belle, Belle looking for Vinda. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite, you know, I like the vibes that they're going with, but also yeah. quick mention of like Dan's cool home planet. Like not Dan. I keep saying Dan. Vinda's home planet. It now, did it remind you of the Doctor's vision at the start of episode two of those like that black and white house? Oh, thing? the house. Oh, I didn't think it about that. It gave me similar vibe. Maybe like the kind of distorted, warped building. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, I didn't think about that. But it could, it could very much be. Although that looks even more like. That looked more like supernatural, like it was like yeah. floating. Yeah. But I don't know, it could, it could be could be something on that planet. Could be. Right. Well, shall we um, go on to the main event? The Doctor's The Doctor, whole thing. yeah, because this revealed a lot of interesting stuff. Can I say, I loved the Doctor's story, but my least favourite part of the episode, I loved the time storm, but I thought... The way it looked when she was like floating in that purpley void thing, like that, it looked a bit silly. Was not very good. I was thinking it should have been like um, they should have filmed it like underwater. So like I think her hair should have been like because it looked like she was just kind of like ooh, like it looked on, like, like she's been like there's like Photoshop there. Yeah, 
like it, like her hair was just like normal. Like it was like a bit, I don't know. I just kind of thought she looked a bit silly. Yeah, I thought, and it, it it frustrated me a little bit because I think it took away from like everything that was happening in those moments where she was talking to the Maury. Um, yeah, and sort of there was sort of like the narration, like transition points. Like I really liked what was going on. I just thought it looked a bit silly. It did look a bit silly, but. Isn't that also partially the charm of Doctor Who is having some silly looking effects? <laughs> it's true. I just then was thinking like this, they had such cool effects with like, I was thinking back to like destroying the Sontaran ships last episode. Yeah, and, like, all yeah, that. that's true. But anyway, that's my gripe aside. Um, so, so we kind of see, yeah, the Doctor kind of wakes up and is really disorientated. Temporal haze. What? Oh yeah, temporal haze. Which I thought was really cool. Was this the first that we saw of the different time? Like, we did, was she before we saw Yasminder or Dan? I can't remember. She was the first one. Okay, so she was the first. So this was very much. I liked this because it was hard to tell, like, what was going on because she was so like out of it. Like, oh wait, no, but I just came from the like temple. Like, she was so like aware, and then they zapped her with a thing, being like, oh, that's the temporal haze, and then she's back on like, okay, here's what we're gonna do, blah blah. blah. So she's back as a kind of fugitive doctor, like she's flipping between the, not that we know at the time that's the fugitive doctor, but she's flipping between being like fugitive and thirteen. Yeah, and it's quite cool to kind of see that, like, whoa, what's going on, and then like, okay, mission time, let's do definitely. This, you know, and I loved that whole. I think it was, you got the sense, and I mean, I keep referencing this video that I watched, but it's quite cool, just watch it, because they're talking about how fun it was, to. and you get the sense, they just, they're in full-on, like, action mode, like, it's yeah. proper, like, sci-fi agents, like, it's so cool. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, John Bishop loved doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know about you, but when I first saw this, I thought it was some sort of parallel Dan and Yaz mm. and Vinda, I didn't think it was, like, them kind of being... A, you know, some sort of actors in this, like, like I thought, oh, I thought this is probably a parallel version of the Doctor and our friends who were going to, like, come and save the day. I don't know, like, it's all... That's a... I, I, I would have liked that, too. I think I thought that it could have been, like, maybe loads of time had passed and, like, oh, did in you? order to, like, you know, cope in survival mode, they, like, it's, like, quite far in the future, they'd, like, taken on these yeah, roles I can and they'd now that become... Too. Um, I don't know, but obviously that wasn't the case. They because I thought like Jodie say... with the dark coat. I was like, oh, parallel, parallel doctor. Yes. Web. but turns out the dark coat is the yeah, beautiful doctor. So so um, cool. Did you pick up on that at all? No. Uh, seeing no. her in the mirror, I was like, oh my god, same. <laughs> it really surprised same. me. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, because it, it then that immediately kind of centered it. Like, oh, we know when this. Like, we don't know when it is, but like, we know it's in the doctor's past. Yeah, we know it's. For one, we know it's the Doctor's story, though, so I guess it could have been at that point any of theirs, because, you That's know, very true. they're all there. And for two, yeah, we know it's the past. Um, I loved this um, plot point of it, and I think this storyline, I think, was really important, because I think the episode could have been a bit um, wayward, but yeah. because the start and end of the episode, and where we're going in the whole journey of Flux beyond this mm-hmm. episode, is at the, the Temple of Atropos in the present or present with Swarm and Azure and so this being that exact same place but in the past is a nice link mm-hmm. it's very connected yeah I really liked that because it make it explains because it was all such a mystery as to why we were at the Temple of Atropos last time kind of and this yeah. kind of really explained that 
which is really cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they mention it in the episode, but this is essentially history repeating itself. Yeah, and we we kind of, we knew that vaguely from the previous episode because it was Swarm and Azure were like, after what happened last time, we've been, we've been here blocked before. out and stuff like that. So we knew that was a, like, we knew they'd done something with these, the Mori before and stuff, so it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, I'm, I'm dumb, but I heard the for a dog bit and I went, K9 and it wasn't K9 <laughs> I was like what oh that's so but funny. that wouldn't have made sense that K9 would have been hanging out with the fugitive doctor but you know no. in my mind that's what I thought it was gonna happen but then I was like how is like Dan gonna turn into <laughs> K9 but it is it is cool that we get this you know proper concrete connection now between Carvanista that's and, very interesting yeah and the fugitive doctor because does did Carvanista mention any like, did we know that he had any link with the Doctor? Well, we know that he was a member of the Division. Yeah. But I don't think we knew anything else. Because um, does he realise that the Doctor is the same person as the one that he was with then? I think she calls herself the Doctor and he knows... Yeah, he does, because he's like, at the very opening of Flux, he's he's like da- dangling them over acid and like, I swear he knows oh, her. He calls her true. by the... Ne- like, he knows she's yeah, the Doctor. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, some beef go down with Carvanista. So why, yeah, so is that why Carvanista had a problem with the Doctor at the beginning of, was there something that went down? Oh, maybe. It's something that Fugitive Doctor did. Mm. And also interesting that the Fugitive Doctor, this was like her way out. They were like, you do this and you're free. Yes, I love that. So let's just, I think we've just missed a couple of like key plot points. Okay, yeah. Just so what's happening is they're in the siege of Atropos. They're trying to rescue the hostages, defeat Swarm and Azure, and reset mm-hmm. time. That's the mission. Um, it's so dramatic. We've got all this music. They blow up the doors. That's quite a big moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like the Doctor versus the Ravagers. And I, like, I loved the Doctor's, like, swagger. Like, her, Jodie yeah. playing the Fugitive Doctor. And whenever they cut to, like, the Fugitive Doctor, I thought it was so yeah. cool. Like, she really is so powerful. Yeah, and she like is in control. She is, and yeah, and going back to what you were just saying before I interrupted you, um, this is supposed to be her final mission, as you said. Like this is her way out. Freedom from what? Like what's happening? The division, I suppose. But how did she kind of get roped into that? I don't know. But she was always involved with the division because the division were the ones that were like doing all that simulation with Brendan, right? who's Brandon (laughs) you know the ginger guy in the timeless children Brandon (laughs) he's the one that like falls off (laughs) he falls off the cliff and he's like the little boy that they raised the little boy's called Brandon what (laughs) his name was Brandon am I making that (laughs) I thought the child who fell off the cliff was the doctor the timeless child yeah but they call him Brandon Brendan does not seem like a Time Lord name. Google Brendan the Timeless Child. They they recruit him and it's like, it's under the guise of like an oldie timey like police thing. But then it's actually the division. Jazzy, this is a key point. And the doctor keeps having these flashbacks and they're on a beach and he falls off a cliff. <laughs> Do you not remember this? Oh my God, I just remembered it. <laughs> but he wasn't actually called Brendan, right? That was like a kind of analogy. No, yeah, that was his like, so like a real name. life thing. Oh my god, I actually forgot that happened. 
<laughs> I really liked that. <laughs> Me too. I actually forgot that was a thing. Yeah, no. So what I was saying was essentially because the doctor as a child is Brendan, you know, mm-hmm. and Brendan is the doctor. So the fugitive doctor is Brendan. So like the fugitive doctor has been involved with the division like since then. I forgot about that. I really did. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm very hazy on all of that. I think I need to rewatch The Time as Children. Yeah, because the police was children. like the division, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, oh, fair. Anyway, it's still a bit of a mystery. So, that's sort of the end of that little section. Um, we It's revealed what the passenger situation yeah, is so all that's, about. Yeah, so the next time we see them... It's this confrontation, you know, the doctor and the the Yasvinder Dan have infiltrated the temple. They've come to like the, the where we recognize from the thing and Swarm and yeah. Azura that. Did you know? Um, maybe you've watched the same videos as me, so you might know this. Um, that the actor that plays the Swarm in his yes, I old did form know. is not the thing. Why did they do that? Azura's the and, same. No, but did you know that the one who plays young Swarm is older than... <laughs> The one he plays old swarm. Oh. I mean, he's wearing a lot of prosthetics. Yeah, but it's odd that they wouldn't choose a younger man to play young swarm. Weird. Well, maybe they're not younger because time. Time. <laughs> Wiggly wobbly. But it's cool. And obviously... So, do you think it's there's some kind of time lord thing here? Because is it a regeneration? Because when we first saw that swarm in that first episode i thought that that the version of swarm that we see in this book you know with sort of like crystals on his face like that kind of yeah that one older swarm as such Mm -hmm. i sort of got the vibe that that was like hibernation mode and then when he was freed he was like his true self back to true form but now seeing this episode it kind of makes me feel like it was a regeneration type thing it could have been I don't know. It could have been. I also think my theory is that the two guard. No, it's, this is a stupid theory. No, it's the two guards theory. that came to like check up on him again in his prison are two of the people from the division who were like played by like Vinder and oh, Yaz or whatever. That's a good point. Like who put? Because they like they put him in the like status lock thing. Yes, didn't they? I think you're right. So there's so there's those two. There's Carvanista and there's the Fugitive Doctor. Oh, maybe. that's such a good point, and that makes a lot of sense because in the first episode, when the Doctor was trying to find Carvanista, and she was like, "You're the last remaining member of the Division alive," that makes sense because those other two died. Just died, maybe. maybe Which is maybe. cool. I hadn't thought about that. I read, no, watched. I think the Confused Adipose. Yeah, <laughs> he was saying that he thought they were maybe Gap and Lee. From who? <laughs> 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 this episode is just going to be me being like, and the doctor? Do you know that character? Who <laughs> Gat and Lee? From the Fugitive of the Jadoon. You know, Lee was like. Oh, the... yeah, I know Lee. Who's Gat? Gat was the one. Oh, with... I know Gat. <laughs> yes, I know them. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But I think actually your theory makes more sense. But I haven't read my theory anywhere, so it's probably wrong. It's Unless probably they're Time Lords and they're the same people. True, true, true. <laughs> anyway, um, what we were going to say, which you brought up before, which we didn't come back to, was passenger. Cool concept. It's like a hostage situation where they have like thousands of life forms in one. Yes, it's forbidden. It's a forbidden form. 
Can you yeah. guess what it reminded me of? No. In Doomsday, the Time Lord science of the Dalek prison shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bigger on the inside. Bigger on the inside. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, yeah. Really cool. Really creepy look of Passenger. Yeah, because I liked that because Passenger was so confusing last night. I was like, what, what is this random guy with them? Exactly. And we were like, oh, I hope they're, you know, not just like a thug bodyguard type thing. Yeah. And they're so not. So now that's really cool that I was explained because especially it's also quite a dark thought because, you know, you see how like horrible it is the swarm and as you're just like destroy these thousands of lives like they're nothing. Yeah. And then you think, oh, but hang on, there's one of those in the present day too. So we're like we didn't really realize that was something that was at stake yeah and it's kind of weird isn't it because passenger looks like a baddie seems like a baddie but actually they themselves are not they're just yeah i don't think they've got any conscious thought of like choosing to imprison these people you get the sense that it's swarming as you're controlling them um but we get some really interesting overarching context here about what's going on they say Uh so obviously this is the planet of time which yeah. was created, I think, to yes. bring the dark times to an end. And it's all part of this battle between time, time and, and space. space. <laughs> and What's that about? So we're led to believe that... So like the, the flux is the destruction of space? The flux is the destruction of space, yes. And then... And they've triggered this time storm? Yeah, Is that the destruction of time? And essentially... We know what passenger is, and then it's revealed that the doctor and the team have infiltrated the situation, and yeah. they've hidden a mori in passenger, and so that's how they defeat Swarm and Azure, and that inspires the doctor to do the same thing in the present day. Exactly, and then that's quite nice because it's it's Swarm and Azure's origin story or their origin of how yeah. we see them in the first episode. Like now we're back to there. We know how that all got there, and we know um, what the history is between Swarm and the doctor. Yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, the Doctor has this thought, as exactly as you said, you know, same problem, same solution. And in these in-betweeny scenes, she's basically, like, you know, negotiating with the Maury um, and trying to get them to do the same thing again. So I think we get back to the present. And at this point, you know, the Doctor's plan is coming together. The Maury are about to come and save the day in the present, but the Doctor, at this point, doesn't want to go. Yeah. And... She wants another another piece of her past. And and I guess the Maury let her have this. Do, I, they have a lot of power. Do they choose where she goes? Like, what's happening? But then what was... I don't understand what the old lady... Like, can you explain? The old... I do not know. All I can tell you is the things I wrote down, what the old lady said. Right. What so, did she say? Not everything that she said. Some of the things that she said. She said, as we just said, Flux was a spatial event. Swarm and Azure were introduced as a temporal poison. But by who? Are they not the big bad? We thought they were the big bad. Are they not? Is someone controlling them? Who would be controlling them? Yeah, I don't know. Who are the big bad? The master, Davros? Maybe. The flux was made and placed because of the doctor. Yeah. The flux was not a natural event. It was orchestrated and because of the doctor. So... Interesting. Then we're back to the temple in the present and the Mori have, you know, been in place. Everybody survives. But then Swarm is like, haha, that was my plan all along. We knew that you would do that. 
So, <laughs> joke's on you. Um, damage is already done. Damage is done. And then we get a bit more knowledge about these particles. So I guess they're kind of implying that the particles are the damage that's done. Like, they've been let loose. Yeah. And they're going to go through and, like, destroy everything. So are they, are they the time, like, damage? I think they're the time damage. They're the equivalent of the flux. Yeah, but I'm kind of like, from what that old lady was saying, I'm like... The flux is the spatial event. And then swarming as your, and with them, I guess, the particles, like, they're the temporal. Are they yeah. the temporal event? But, like, has who's... Oh, it's so, it's so big, so much bigger than I thought it was. I know. <laughs> yeah. I thought that swarming as your were, like, the be-all and end-all. But now I feel like they're just a small part of a much bigger plan. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, at this point, we also have... Um, the revelation that Di is in Passenger. Yeah, which is really sad. And also you think about the fact that Dan saw Passenger earlier um, in Liverpool in his, like, adjusted reality. And at the time, you kind of, it feels like it's like a threat. Like, because we think Passenger's a baddie, you feel like it's a threat to Dan, but it's Mm. actually quite heartbreaking because it's probably just kind of Di looking at him from, like, a different perspective i hadn't thought that and i mean it seems to me that like the only it seems like this is just swarming as you're being cruel like they're just taunting dan there's no other point to them having trapped die yeah or is there i don't know i don't know whether it's some kind of leverage maybe they know that's the way for them to control the doctor because the doctor would never let something happen to her friends yeah and also do you think that when we saw Di get trapped in that house, is that what the inside of Passenger? I think that was her being trapped in, yeah, being like lured into Passenger, perhaps. And um, swarms, they were like, what do you want? And he was like, to reign in hell. Yeah, and then he snaps his fingers and off he goes. So dramatic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we're kind of, that's sort of everything. Well, nearly. So Vinder is introduced to the TARDIS, which we said already. He already knows. And he knows, yeah. So that's interesting. He knows about the TARDIS. So him... he's been left now. We've, we've, we've left Vinder, yes. but, but we've left him with a phone number <laughs> to get him back. Yeah, well, and also back. I thought that he wasn't going to be in the next episode, but I think he's in the description or in the trailer oh, or really? something. So how, we don't know for how long we're going to have said goodbye to him for. It might kind of cut between, I think it might cut to him, his story trying to find mm, Belle. Maybe. And then we'll cut back I to the Doctor's like story. I feel like he won't reunite with the Doctor again until the final episode. Yeah, I think so too. Or at least not the next one. Yeah. And then, of course, we end with the Weeping Angel. And, oh, the Angel has the TARDIS. The Angel has the TARDIS. That made me think so much of the Angels have the phone box. Of course. I, they did that, of course, on purpose. Yeah. Like, come on. That's the line that, that, like... Everyone has on a t-shirt. I really want a t-shirt with that. I do too. Shall we get one? Yeah, let's get one. Um, but yeah, of course, we have the Angel on the phone, then in the TARDIS, then at the console, yep. like... And then the Doctor says, the Angel has the TARDIS, and that's... And that's what they wanted back in Blink. They wanted the TARDIS. Yeah. And now they've got it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that very much was like leading into the next episode, which I'm really excited for. Me too. I think it looks so interesting. What do you think about, yeah, next time? It looks looks kind of like an individual 
like obviously it'll be part of the whole grander scheme but the way that the kind of next time was presented almost felt like a kind of individual story mm. within it about like this kind of village where everyone is going to be taken by the angels and there's like a missing child and um obviously we're going to see claire is claire the missing child i think probably yeah but then where is claire how from? is but then claire is also in as an adult in the yeah i swear we've seen her in in the past in the next time so she's because 90 is it 1967 i think where like this story is right set, yeah i think is is Claire from that time or is she from the future? I don't know. And how is she going to, like, I can't figure out. Because she's been sent back in the present day to the past. So if she's the missing child, but she's mm. also probably going to be an adult who's just been sent back from the future. Is she in some kind of loop? Maybe she's a child, she gets sent forward. And then as an adult, she gets sent back. Maybe. I don't know. This it's, is me. It looks so yeah, good. I'm very excited. I'm really um, excited. I think it looks really kind of like spooky. It looks kind of... Do you know what kind of vibes it gave me? What? It reminded me of the episode Hyde. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, like, the character, what's her name? The one from Call the Midwife. She reminded me of Claire. Yeah, I didn't really think that, but yeah. Yeah, similar time, maybe. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited. So, any predictions at this point, going into the second half of Flux? I don't know. I really... I don't... I really think someone's gonna die do you at the end i really yeah i hadn't honestly given that any thought i think if anyone dies i think yaz might i think yaz might have the clara treatment of she's becoming too much like the doctor so she's got to go yeah i mean they are doing that or i feel although i feel like that wasn't such a prevalent theme this episode no but i also feel like yaz um Something we get from Yaz so much is that Yaz is one of those people who I don't think would ever voluntarily leave. Yeah. The and then, of course, when that happens, the writing staff have to come up with creative ways. To <laughs> traumatic experience. Yeah, she's not going to do um, a Martha. She's not going to do a Graham and Ryan. Exactly. You know? So something's going to happen. I'm hoping Dan and Di will get a nice happy ending. I think Vinda, I, I don't. There's two couples. One of them won't get a happy ending. Mm, that's true. Yeah, we've got two couples. And Belle is pregnant. I don't know. I think maybe... maybe be- oh my... No, this, was the, this is the dumbest theory I've ever thought of. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your thing? That Vinda and Belle are the Doctor's parents and she's going to be there from the species that she's going to regenerate. She's going to like be the timeless child, the baby. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? That'd be so cool. That'd be such like River Song. <laughs> My <Yeah>. father is Vinda. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be really cool. Oh, I, that's, I actually... that's the new theory. Because we don't know Vinda's species. We don't. He knows about the time. No, because he knows about the time lords. That doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> he's like, that. If, if the time lords existed because of him, <laughs> he wouldn't know about the time lords and the TARDIS. Yeah. Still, it was a good theory while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was oh <laughs> my gosh I I don't want anyone to die mm, I'd quite like someone to die for the drama oh, I don't want anyone to die I think that I think if anyone dies it will be Vinda what do you think is happening to Yaz then Cause something, do, you think, do you think Yaz will have a traumatic ending like after in the I special I think Yaz is going to carry on to the special but then 
You can't have a traumatic ending for Yaz while also having like a regenerate. Oh no, you can. Yeah, they've done that before. What do you mean? Like a traumatic companion ending at the same time? And then the doctor regenerating and being like, I'm a new doctor, you know? Because I feel like the tone needs... Oh no, they can't. They could. They could. But like Donna's traumatic end, there was a bit of a break then before David's regeneration. And same with Bill and 12. Yeah. So maybe Yaz will have her traumatic end in the second to last special. And then the 13 will have her... Moment. And then Yaz will come back as like a little ghosty thing, like a ghost of some, of some sort, a call from the past or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know we don't need to discuss this. This is too much for now. But that was so much fun. Yeah. So that's about it for our episode today. Really hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts and ramblings. I feel like we had a lot more wild theories on this. Yeah, I feel like they just kept coming to me. I hadn't planned them. <laughs> but um, so let fun. me know what you think of Vinder is the Doctor's father theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty great one. I think that um, should go down in the in the records. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as always, you can follow us on Instagram at listen underscore pod. You can send us a message. You can send us an email as well at listendoctorwhopod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we hope to see you next week for another fun Doctor Who discussion about episode four. Thanks for taking the time to listen to listen. <laughs>